You are listening to the Dream for Others podcast with Naomi Arnold, episode 11. Dream for you, dream for me, dream for others. And now your host, award-winning life and business coach, Naomi Arnold. Hey there. In the previous episode of the podcast, we spoke about this whole idea of finding motivation and how motivation doesn't necessarily stimulate action, but action stimulates motivation. If you didn't listen to that episode and you want to tweak your perspective on motivation in a way that might actually help you find motivation, you might like to go find that one and listen to it. In this episode, we're going to be looking at motivation from another angle. We're going to be learning about the stages of readiness, which is a theory that can be really useful in examining behavior change. Having an understanding of the changes of readiness can be really helpful for those who manage staff or who work in helping professions like coaches, psychologists, counselors, personal trainers, for example. It can really help you pinpoint where a client or a patient or a staff member might be situated on the stages of readiness and can inform your approach when it comes to more effectively working with them or perhaps not working with them if there is that option. The stages of readiness theory can also be really useful for us to keep in mind when we're having conversations with friends or loved ones about changes that they're trying to make in their life. And it can be really useful to use on ourselves as well. So we can look at it and attempt to pinpoint where we ourselves might be situated in the stages of readiness around a particular area where we are trying to instigate change and work with this awareness when it comes to moving forward from where we are situated right now. Now, the stages of change model was developed by psychology professors James Prochaska and Carlo Di Clemente. I'll pop some references in the show notes for those who are interested. The five stages are pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, and maintenance. We'll go through each of these now and... I'll try to use an example from my life to illustrate that point. First, the pre-contemplation stage. In this stage, the person might be aware of something that they would like to change or that they think they should change, but they have no immediate intention to do so. Now, let's use me as an example. The example I'm going to use is not one that would be, I guess, typically associated with this model. They will often use behavior change like quitting smoking, for example, as an example. But I wanted to give one that was, I guess, a bit different to what you would normally associate with the model so that you could see how you can use your critical thinking to put different changes or different goals to this model as well in a way that might be helpful. So the example I'm going to use 
is the process I underwent to change careers from the public service where I worked for the Australian Government Department of Health to where I am today with my own business. I knew even when I first accepted that government role that it wasn't my forever job. I remember telling my boyfriend, now husband, Dusty, at the time that I was going to go for about a year and then I would be back. I stayed for eight years. I knew that I didn't want to be there forever, but I didn't truly have an immediate intention to change this for what ended up being a very long time. If you're a coach like me, from a potential client's perspective, this might be when they recognize that they want to change an area of their life, but they certainly don't plan to make immediate changes. They certainly don't plan to hire a coach, for example, to help them do so yet. The next stage is contemplation. This is where you're starting to feel a desire to make the change. This is where you're contemplating doing it in the future, but you're probably not quite ready to do it now. So for me, even though I said I was only going to be in the government role for one year, I kept applying for and accepting promotions when that year ended. I did this for probably a couple of years until I started to begin contemplating making the change, but I wasn't in a rush to do so. I was earning good money. We were able to take good leave. I could go on long holidays. There were lots of reasons to not make change now. So again, at this stage, if there are any coaches listening, this is where a potential client might be starting to contemplate making change. They might start to think about maybe how hiring a coach would be useful, but they're still not quite ready to do so for whatever reason. The third stage is preparation. This is where the person starts to take some initial steps to begin to move toward creating change. So for me, I started to research my options. I began to apply for other jobs that were in areas that I thought could be a potential career move for me. I still wasn't convinced, but I was taking action. I was preparing, I was exploring, I was moving in some way. In this stage, again, if there's coaches listening, this might be where you're beginning or where the potential client is beginning to research coaches. They might be booking some discovery calls. They might be examining their options and they might be starting to think about or to prepare for taking some steps. The fourth stage is action. This is where the person has started to create change. They're taking action, they're moving toward their goal, they're attempting to achieve their goal, they're trying to make some type of behavior change. So in this stage, I had enrolled in B-School, I had enrolled in a life coaching school, I was beginning to build my website, I had hired a coach, and I was making time for this goal to create a business that I love. In this stage, as a coach, the client has booked the coach and they're working with them and they're taking action in between sessions and moving forward with the changes that they aspire to make. The final stage is maintenance. This is where you have achieved your goal or you've made the behavior change and now you're in maintenance mode. 
depending on the goal or the change you made, you might be focusing on avoiding relapse or on implementing coping strategies to ensure you can maintain the change or the goal that you made in a sustainable way. So in this stage, I had launched my business and I was trying to build momentum and ensure it was a success. So I didn't have to return to that confused, what do I do now state that I was previously in. In this stage, again, if you're coming from the perspective of a coach working with a client, this might be where they feel ready to let go of working with you and to go out on their own and see how they go with maintaining that change or building momentum on that change too. Finally, as time passes and that change has been cemented or the behavior change you've been trying to make is well and truly made, you might then transition into a stage called termination, essentially meaning that it's all done and dusted. So an example of this might be that you have a goal that you want to write a book and the book has been written, it's been published, it's been launched, it's getting great PR, and it does not require any more work. This might have reached the termination stage. Or if you had planned to quit smoking and you've moved through all those stages now, you've maintained it for years, you are no longer concerned that you're going to be tempted to begin smoking again, you may have reached the termination stage. Now, obviously, we don't always transition through these stages in a linear way. We sometimes like bounce around through them depending on the goal or the behavior we're trying to change. There will be times where we are in action or maintenance mode and then we bounce back to contemplation or pre-contemplation. Let's return back to the example I was giving. So at some point in my journey, and I can't remember when exactly, I moved from pre-contemplation to contemplation and into action. I got a job as an intern psychologist at a occupational rehab firm, thinking that this would put me on the path to become a clinical psychologist, which at the time I thought would potentially be the career path for me since I had the psychology degree. I got leave without pay from my government job to make this transition, but by the six-month mark, I realized it wasn't the path for me, so I quit and I returned back to my government role early. When I did this, I then went through another round of the pre-contemplation and the contemplation and the action. I did the same again when I went through the process of applying for the Australian Federal Police, only realizing when I got the job offer that, nope, <laughs> that wasn't what I wanted either. I went through the cycle again until I was pregnant with Daniel and realized that now was the time and I would now try entering the business world and contemplated making that big shift while I was on maternity leave. So I jumped back and forth between those early stages before making that big change and entering the maintenance stage. I wonder if you look back on your life, whether you can think of examples of how you went through these stages when attempting to change a behavior or create a habit or create change or pursue a goal as well. And I wonder if there's an area that you're trying to change now and whether you can pinpoint where you might be currently situated on the stages of readiness model when it comes to this area. 
And I would be curious to know, are you satisfied with where you are currently situated? Or do you want to nudge yourself along to the next stage? What can you do to do that? What is one thing that you could do maybe in the next 24 to 48 hours to move along to that next stage? So if you are in the pre-contemplation stage, for example, what could you maybe do that would help nudge you into the preparation stage? Or if you're in the preparation stage, what could you maybe do to move toward the action stage if you are ready? And if you're managing staff, where do you feel a specific staff member might be on the stages of readiness when it comes to a project you're working on? If you're a health professional seeing a client or a patient and you're getting frustrated about their commitment or progress, where are they situated on that model? Do you wish for them to be somewhere else? (laughs) Would knowing where they're actually situated impact or influence your approach to possibly nudging them along to the next stage or meeting them where they are at? If you're in a helping profession like coaching and you have some control over where people are at in terms of the stages of readiness before you start working with them, where do you want them to be by the time they start working with you? For me, for example, I want them to be transitioning from the preparation stage to the action stage. I want them to be ready to start taking action. Even if they're still not clear or they're confused about what it is that they want to do or what that action might look like, I want them to be ready to answer my millions of questions that will help them find that clarity. I want them to be ready to doing the homework that is required between sessions with me. And if this is the case, if you know where you want them to be, what can you do to ensure that they are at that stage by the time you begin working together? For me, I have a comprehensive intake form that those who aren't ready yet will likely not complete. (laughs) But if they are ready, they probably will. I have a free discovery call where if that person shows up and is ready to talk about the themes that came up in their intake form and to discuss whether investing in working with me might be an option for them, then they are probably likely to be ready. If they don't turn up or if they keep forgetting or if there's some other block that's happening, they're probably not quite ready yet. So I wonder what this might look like in your context. Another thought that I think is worth keeping in mind is one that I read in one of my favorite psychology books called On Becoming a Person by Dr. Carl Rogers. In this process, It is not necessary for the therapist to motivate the client or to supply the energy which brings about change. So Rogers is obviously speaking from the context of therapy, but I think this message can be applied to other professions too. Let's again use the example of a coach or a helping professional. So In this example, it might not be our role to supply the motivation for the client. Their change isn't contingent on how motivated we are for them to succeed. Their success won't happen by us wanting it more than them. They need to progress along those stages of readiness themselves. They need to be the ones who are taking the action. 
And I think this can also obviously be helpful to consider in other contexts too. So if we're managing staff or if we're keeping in mind a friend or ourselves too, that, you know, it can be very hard, if not impossible, for us to be the one to supply motivation. It usually needs to come from that person themselves and they need to be the one moving along the stages of readiness. But I think it can be useful for us to be aware of where they might be situated on the stages of readiness because that can inform our approach and it can assist us with meeting them where they're at. The questions I will ask as a coach, for example, to someone who is at the contemplation phase would be very different to the questions that I would ask to someone who might be at the preparation or action or maintenance stage. There's no point in me focusing on questions that are around maintenance if they're at contemplation. I hope this episode has offered some food for thought and ends up being useful to you. I would love if you would head on over to the comments section in the show notes or tag me on social media, Naomi L. Arnold, hashtag dream for others, and let me know if there is something that you're taking away from it. Maybe it's something pertaining to yourself and what insight it might have brought to an area you're hoping to create change in. Or maybe it's something around what you're going to do when it comes to a relationship with someone else. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Thank you and I'll talk to you again soon. Are you finding this content useful? Imagine having Naomi in your corner all year for monthly one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited email support, and business resources. Visit naomiarnold.com forward slash coaching for details.